This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bradley show, Colleen Lindstrom, Holly Roberts, Bradley is off, Mike is here manning the controls. We're going to keep this plane in the air for the next three hours. Please fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a smooth ride. Yes. And if it's bumpy, we got barf bags just for you. And unfortunately, Colleen, I feel like... You might want to start with that in hand. Yeah. Yeah, because here's the deal. This, um, we're going to start the show under the theme of Hollywood is going to Hollywood. Um, things that are surprising because we're human beings, but then at second look are not surprising because we're talking about Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So I saw this story and Holly, uh, just to pull back the curtain as we were preparing for the show, because yes, we do prepare <laughs> for this experience um i brought this story to the table and you said to me i have a similar thing and then we sort of compared notes and realized we were talking about the same thing with two separate arms of the same story yeah so here's what i want you to know and and the reason why we're starting with this is i i am of the opinion that this is not being widely reported enough um, and it should be part of a conversation that we're having post, I don't know, not even post Me Too, um, like just late stage Me Too movement. Yes. And the story is that CBS and the former president of CBS, uh, Les Moonves, are being fined $30.5 million in, uh, in an effort to resolve an investigation that was conducted and reported on by the attorney general. And basically what this story is about that came out of that report is that uh, the L- an LAPD officer tipped off the vice president uh, of talent relations and special events, Ian Metrose, at CBS this LAPD officer called him and left him a message after a woman came into the LAPD to report a sexual assault by Les Moonves. Ooh. And this LAPD officer was like, oh, I, and I, I can't quite get, I'm not in the head of it. This is just the facts. That LAPD officer picked up the phone and gave information to CBS that allowed CBS to get in the way of her report and also try to cover for Les Moonves. Yeah. And that is yikes. Illegal. Yeah. Highly. Uh-huh. Um, and it actually had an effect on that case. And it the efforts to silence this woman who had come in in good faith to report an assault. At the LAPD, the LAPD used their own connections to try to 
kind of get in the way of the story. Mm-hmm. Now they're being fined $30.5 million. So Ugh. I told this to you and yes. you said, hang on a second. Is this the same as this other story? Yeah, because yesterday afternoon, Colleen, there was a story in the trades. This one from The Hollywood Reporter saying that Paramount Global, which is the big, giant, multinational corporate entity that runs CBS, will have to pay an additional $7.25 million to Paramount Global shareholders to resolve a probe into sexual misconduct allegations involving Les Moonves. Les Moonves himself has to pay $2.5 million. Now, this additional almost $10 million fine needs to be paid because it's part of the larger conspiracy, they report, surrounding these allegations with that very same Los Angeles Police Department captain tipping off Les Moonves and other top executives at the company about those allegations. And with that tipping off, there's a claim that Moonves' communication chief sold millions of dollars worth of shares before the news of Moonves' allegations became public. So it's kind of like this insider trading thing. This guy, Gil Schwartz, allegedly knew that the ship was going down and that the values of shares would be soon dropping. Yeah. So selling high before it goes low, this is what the New York Attorney's General probe is is saying essentially what happened here. The thing that is so fascinating about this, and, and this is why I'm actually surprised that we're not hearing about it very much yet, um, is, is that oftentimes when we talk about these high-powered executives who prey on women or people of lesser power, we talk about how there's an entire system in place that allowed for that and covered for it. And sometimes we see that system get called out. This is an instance of that system getting called out mm-hmm. and there's a financial consequence for it. And like the human in me is, I want them to feel the <laughs> shame of public embarrassment. Yeah. Like I want them in the town square in the stocks. Yeah. Um, and it's hitting them where it, it, it hurts for them financially, but probably not making a huge dent in that. And in a lot of ways, it feels like, well, they'll just pay their bills and go on with their lives. And what is the like, what else are the consequences? Uh huh. You want a yes and to these yes. consequences because you're like, well, OK, so we're recognizing that things were happening. Yeah. But the consequences are just fine. There's. There, I, there's a feeling of a lack of justice yes, in all of this. Kind of because these are people who have the means to yes. pay these fines, right? And it will hurt a little, but it's not gonna. And I'm not saying they need to be destroyed, but they need to feel the consequence of these actions. Otherwise, if all it is is paying a bill, then how do you? How does it change behavior? I mean, how does it stop that kind of behavior? Do you learn? From, I don't know. Do yeah. they learn from it? Right. Is They've just, got heaps and piles of money. Yeah. Is justice just served if essentially the this is the equivalent of somebody paying like a small fine? Right. Yeah. I mean, then like you that, can purchase your bad behavior. Yeah. And well, I mean, <laughs> then that go again. Oh. Hollywood's going to Hollywood. Hollywood's going to Hollywood. The world's going to world at this point. And oh, Colleen, man. quite frankly, we are a show of frivolous entertainment and light amusement. Yes. And we can't go into that conversation right now. Well, I mean, how true that is. <laughs> but it's interesting because there's this is not by any stretch. Again, like late stage me too. 
we are now in the stage with with the Me Too movement where we've had some uh, we've had a lot of allegations sort of brought out into the light. And now we're in the consequence town. Right. And so not just this case, there's other cases that are currently being tried Mm -hmm. that were born out of the Me Too movement. Yes. Harvey Weinstein is currently under trial in Los Angeles. Uh, So people are testifying right now that is unfolding. Um, And a massage therapist recently testified some graphic details and, you know, Harvey Weinstein, the things you've heard before. Yeah. She is alleging more, more, of, that. more, more of, of that. More of that. Uh, but yeah, Colleen, you were talking about not perhaps feeling a sense of justice yeah. about all of this. I'm going to double down on that fun for you Thanks. today. In the Hollywood's <laughs> gonna Hollywood, this headline this morning, Kevin Spacey is going to give a master class and get an award at Italy's what? National Museum of Cinema. And that organization says, here's the quote. Oh, dear. Kevin Spacey is among the most chameleonic and talented actors of his generation. Mm -hmm. Are we are we doing that right now? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We're doing that right now. We're doing that right now. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't I will be curious to hear how whether or not this is a success. Yes. Because we're honoring him yeah. and yeah. Well, and yes. And then we go back to that same old conversation we always have. And we have it so many times because Hollywood's going to Hollywood. The world is going to world. Can you separate the artist from the artist's behavior? I feel like if you're honoring Kevin Spacey, at your national museum, mm-hmm. you're making a choice. Yeah, you definitely are. You are making a, a a definite choice. Loudly. Loudly. We hear you. Because it's not like they're saying, oh, I wonder if I should watch um, L.A. Confidential or not, because Kevin Spacey stars in it. Yeah, that's no, different. That's different yeah. than honoring the Man of the Lifetime Achievement Award and having a whole uh, hoodily-do celebration at the yeah. beginning of next year. To celebrate him in this way. In other news that will befuddle you, um, this is the thing I happened upon this morning that was confusing for me in some ways. Uh, Johnny Depp is going to be part of Rihanna's Savage... How do do we call it? Savage X Fenty or Savage Savage Fenty. Fenty? The X is just for show. It's a silent X. Yeah. The Savage Fenty show. Now, at first blush, you think, okay, well, you know, Johnny Depp, he's really working his comeback. Okay. Mm -hmm. Fine. The piece that I I didn't see included in this conversation that I would like to suggest that we, we consider in this conversation is Rihanna's very public relationship with Chris Brown that involved some major assault Mm -hmm. publicly and Johnny Depp's position in a relationship with somebody who alleged physical violence. Yeah. And how that we're still somewhat now some people would say we're totally resolved on this and that, you know, I don't know that we are. I think we're not all the way resolved. There on was that a resolution of 
legal sorts. Yes. Uh, and then that's actually, I feel like there are appeals and other things still ongoing. Yeah. Yes. We had a public conversation about that. There was a judgment made, but is the conversation at a resolution? I don't know. I don't know. And so this, to me, I felt like, okay, I would like, I will take that in today. And that's about as far as I can go with yeah, it. That, look, your intuition, I feel the same way. It's it's a yikes moment. You read that headline it's, and you're just like, yeah, it's a, that is a yikes decision. Yeah. And apparently Johnny Depp is just going to be one of the star moments of the fashion show, wearing some items from the men's collection. But you are making a choice. Mm-hmm. By having Johnny Depp involved in anything at this point. Yes. And a choice was made. A choice was made. Choices. Would it be my choice? Probably not. No. But that's just, I mean, nobody asked me. Um, <laughs> uh, but you did or you didn't. And I just told you. Okay. Thank when you. we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Holly's going to bring us all the dirt straight from Hollywood with a dirt alert on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Holly Roberts has all of the dirt straight from Hollywood and she's ready to deliver it here on the Colleen and Bradley show. What's up, Holly? Yes, I want to follow through with the story, Colleen, that we talked about at the the top of the dirt alert yesterday. And that is Cher. Oh, yeah. And and her Tyga. Yeah. And Tyga, Colleen, it is not Tyga that Cher is so happy with. She was spotted holding hands with Amber Rose's ex, Alexander Edwards. Wait, Amber Rose's Remember Amber Rose? Yes, but her ex-boyfriend, his name is Alec. Well, just go to page six because they got the photographs. They were spotted holding hand in hand, hands, hands, excuse me. He's a music executive as they entered Craig's in West Hollywood. So, Colleen, what I'm telling you here, Craig's is an ultimate hotspot. Yeah, you go there to be seen. You go there. Yes, you go there to be seen. So, clearly, Cher wants you to know that she's really happy with Alexander Edwards. Wow. Okay, I'm just going to need to adjust to this because he is 36 and she is 76. And age is just a number and Cher is Cher. Cher is Cher. Whoa. Whoa. Yes. But this is like, okay, all right, go Cher. Yeah, and this is probably why she was kind of vague tweeting the other day that she was really happy. She shared an emoji with heart eyes. So, yeah, good for you. Go Cher. I hope she is happy. Yes. Have fun. Yes. Now, uh, yes, at one point, apparently, well, he goes by A.E., let okay. me tell you that. So right. uh, he was seen. Can we pronounce that A? <laughs> A. <laughs> yes. Like the Fonz. The Fonz. <laughs> like the Fonz. Uh, apparently at one point, A.E. was seen kissing Cher's hands while oh, they were in a car. Okay. He also seemed extra attentive, according to sources at page six, when he told her to watch her step as she encountered a curb. Well, good for them. So they're a courting. I like it. Yeah. Have fun, share. Yes. Have fun. Yes. Life's too short. Uh-huh. You know? I mean, exactly. Yeah, enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, the latest episode of the Kardashians dropped today, and we're getting some insight, uh, if you want to call it that, uh, about Kim Kardashian and her monumental efforts to listen squeeze herself into Marilyn Monroe's iconic dress for the Met Gala. Stay tuned for our D-Bag segment, but I, this... I was so eye rolly through the entire P 
People magazine article I read about this because I can't bring myself to watch the show. That's an exposure level that I'm not prepared for. Um, But, and I do mean but, this storyline, I'm so tired of it. Yeah. About her in the damn dress. Yes. Well, this But we have to live everything twice because of the space-time continuum. I was going to say, this is all part of the Kardashian-Jenner space-time continuum Mm -hmm. where they have something that happens in real time. Then they film it for their show. Then they deconstruct it months later when the show airs. And then we talk about it again. It's quite genius, actually. Well, it actually is. And here's <laughs> the other thing that I find to be kind of genius about it. There's there's a lag time that then also allows them to set the record straight on the narrative. Mm-hmm. And so this is why it's like a brilliant public relations strategy. Because this already happened in May. Yes. And here we are now in November. And they've had time to... Consider how the public absorbed the the storyline and fill in holes that help adjust your view of the situation mm-hmm. in a positive way or in the way that they want you to see it. Does that make sense? Yes. And I will say, though, watching the footage, Colleen, of her trying to get into that dress, it is stressful. Mm. Because that is a piece of history I know that she's trying to shimmy into. Ugh. And we know the end results of that. Was that the dress was a little mm, snug, snug, and also, and also a little stressed, stressed, snug out. and stressed, snug and stressed. Yeah, yeah. which is not a good. Uh, that's not a good look. No, it's not. Let's talk about Sienna Miller. She said that she was once told to bleep off by a Broadway producer oh. after she asked about equal pay. So she was. On, wow. Mm-hmm. I guess you got your answer. <laughs> yeah. So. She is starred in a couple of Broadway shows, and she told an anecdote about one time being in a play where she was offered less than half the weekly pay of what a male co-star would be making for a play. Wow! So she went in to talk to the producer. She didn't name the producer, but said that this person was very powerful. So she said, I said to the producer, it's not, you know, it's not about money necessarily, but this is about fairness and respect. And she thought making that argument that they'd come back and be like, yeah, of course, of course. But she said they didn't. They just said, well, bleep off then. Which essentially is a way of saying, I don't respect you. Yeah. First of all. And there's somebody else who can come in and do this job uh, just as well. We don't need you and we can pay them less. Exactly. That's oof. I don't like that. Yeah. Well, Miller said that she felt terrible and embarrassed about it. But, you know, with some time and distance, she realized that it was a pivotal moment. She said, I realized that I have every right to be equally subsidized for the work that I would have done. Yes. Now. Theodore Miller's been vocal about this in the past because she talked about the film 21 Bridges, which came out in 2019. Mm -hmm. And she's opened up about Chadwick Boseman, her co-star in that movie, saying that he would take a pay cut so that they would be paid equally in that movie. I remember that. And I Mm -hmm. and, you know, yeah, that's the frust. Well, no, that's actually a wonderful thing. But it also shouldn't have to get there. Right. Right. Like somebody should not have to come forward and say, I'm willing to give up so that somebody can have some equity. Right. That's not that's gross. You should be present. (laughs) It is gross because if you want fairness, then provide equal equity and stakes. If you are performing the same job. Yes. I mean. I mean, it just seems like it's so simple. Did she uh, did she bleep off when that uh, Hollywood producer told her to? 
Uh, you know, I can't confirm that. She's only starred in a couple of Broadway yeah. plays, so people are trying to figure out, was it, it was. maybe uh, when she starred in Cabaret in 2015? Maybe there was a play that she did that was called After Miss Julie in 2009. Okay. But she's sharing her experience, but she's not, you know... Giving you all the goods. Giving you all the goods. Well, I, I mean, I do think that definitely provided a learning lesson for her, and probably she won't find herself in a situation where anybody's telling her to bleep off anymore. Uh-huh. I hope. Uh-huh. Uh, when we Thank you, Holly, for that dirt alert. Yeah. When we come back, Donna Valentine is going to join us to solve some pop culture mysteries in the form of blind items on The Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Mike. This is The Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainers off today. Holly Roberts and I are here. And Donna Valentine whoop, whoop. has joined us because we have pulled her in to help us, mostly me, solve some pop culture mysteries in the form of blind items in a segment we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. Oh, thanks for joining us, yes, Donna. Of course. You know, I play a lot better in my car. You're you are you're really good in your car. I get <laughs> I great texts from and usually Donna. I'm at a red light or something. Thank I'm you. just like, I have to. Thank you. Yes. And Thank Mike, you for your assistance. Join in on the fun yes, by right. all means. Yes. Yes. Three, three heads are better than two. <laughs> or one even all right, right gang let's solve this okay, first mystery. let's do it another day another forced paparazzi shoot mm. for the a-list actor slash director set up by his a-list everything in her mind celebrity mm. and lawyer says he is her lapdog at this point is this uh, a ben affleck situation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes ding and who is his spouse jennifer, jennifer lopez, lopez. yes mm. so Another day, another forced paparazzi shoot for Ben Affleck set up by Jennifer Lopez. Is that the donkeys one that we're referring to or are, have there been others? There have been a lot lately. This is, I don't know if I could live with someone who would be pushing this stuff on okay, me constantly. So it's funny you say that because I, we've had this conversation on the show about like, I, I honestly think that Ben Affleck might be a personality who needs a little bit of that as like a motivation okay i'll give that he's he can be a little slobbish and maybe lazy yeah and that like she kind of keeps him in or listen i don't know what's gonna happen she doesn't need a mommy i mean he doesn't he doesn't need a mommy but he might want one you know what i'm saying he this there are people for whom a relationship like this is exactly what they need Mm -hmm. what does it work for us Nah. Nah. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez have gone on several donut runs in the past week. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. getting real dunky. They're getting really dunky. And then there's also this photograph of Ben Affleck. It looks like he's probably either in Brentwood or in Santa Monica, but he's walking to his car wearing a very neat and tidy khaki ensemble. Mm-hmm. With some nice Nikes and a mommy dress down. Yeah, well, and then Donkey said, "Here's some money. Hold this cup." Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's my other thing is like, I want to know what kind of deal he has with Donkeys. I do too, because he's always. I mean, that's he's always seen with a Dunkin' Donuts uh, cup or bag or something, right? And. I wonder if there's like some sort of stipulation about how many times he needs to be exactly. seen out in public like that. I know. <sighs> I just. I'm so fascinated. If I could be a fly on the wall. Mm. Let's do another one. Okay, let's do it. Another celebrity gossip mystery. All right, gang, solve this. 
This is confirmed, by the way. We've got two folks to think about. Apparently, what has brought on all this hate from the A-list singer towards the A-list singer-slash-actress is Mm. the husband of the singer, in quotation marks, hit on the singer-actress a few days after the wedding. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I heard you guys talking about Mm -hmm. this the other day. And I can't remember who the two people are. I'm going to help you. So the first thing is, the clue is A-list singer in quotation marks is always the same person. Okay, that's Britney Spears. Yes. Yes. Okay. And then remember, Britney Spears made like a weird about face about a certain singer slash actress who's currently in a very popular show with two comic actors. Okay, this is... um, um He's got a documentary coming out yes, this Selena. weekend. Yes, Selena Gomez. Yes, yes. And Sam Asghari oh. is the mm-hmm. husband who hit on Selena Gomez. OMG! Yeah. Oh, so no. that's apparently what brought on all the hate from uh, Britney Spears towards Selena Gomez. Oh, is that Sam Asghari hit on Selena Gomez? Oh, just a few days after his wedding to Britney Spears. Ugh. Oof. Mm-hmm. Yikes! Mm-hmm. I. You know what? I find that to be wholly believable. Me too. And I don't always believe everything that NT Lawyer says. I believe a lot of it. But that one just feels right to me. Because it was so out of left field that she called her out on something. And then kind of tried to cover it up. And oh, I don't know. And then there's all these rumors about whether or not they're actually married and right. living together. Like, what are they doing? I know. Mm. Okay. You got another one in there? Sure do. Okay. Blinded by the item. Another celebrity gossip mystery. This reality family is trying to film as much as they can before two of them have to go to jail. <gasps> They're probably going to have to shoot the Christmas one a little bit early. <gasps> oh my gosh. Two of them are going to jail? Well, maybe allegedly, supposedly. Now, uh, I don't know if there's a sentencing for these folks <gasps> coming up. Mm. Is this a Kardashian sitch? No. Is this like a Real Housewife oh. mm-hmm. um, situation? Uh, no, this is not. But I do have a headline concerning oh. that. Yes, uh, these folks are more than likely <gasps> oh. heading to jail. Is it the Chrisley Knows Best people? It sure is. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hey, wow. Guys. All right. So filling in the blank mm. here. The Chrisley family is trying to film as much as they can before Todd and Julie Chrisley probably have to go to jail. They're going to have to shoot the Christmas one too a little bit early. Oof. Headline, Todd and Julie Chrisley's sentencing date was postponed after their lawyer claimed a witness lied on the stand. Now, that was from September because they were first set to be sentenced mm. last month. Now, Todd and Chrisley, or Todd and Chrisley, Todd and Julie Chrisley, um, are now going to be sentenced November 21st. What okay. was this, like insurance fraud or something? Yeah, there's some all kinds of fraudy fraud. Just a lot of like white crim- white, white like, collar criminal like, behavior. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, let me tell you, Donna, back in June, a federal jury found Todd and Julie guilty of conspiracy to commit bank fraud, mm-hmm. conspiracy to defraud the United States, and tax fraud. Mm. Now, Julie was also convicted of wire fraud. This is bad. I just want to be so this clear is... with the world that I am not smart enough to carry off any of that stuff. Well, I think... Like, what's... do you hear about that? And I go, how did they... I don't even... Be... I just am like, 
I bought this and it took this much out of my account. Right. Like that's as far no, as my you know math what it goes. is? A lot of times people are dumb because they don't realize saying something that's untrue right. holds federal chart, you know, yeah. potential charges. From the federal government. Yeah. Like, if yeah. you mail something and it's fraud, now, yeah. now it's wire fraud, yeah. right? Or Yeah. Uh, Todd and Julie face up to 30 years in prison. Wow. Uh, that, that, I don't think they allow camera reality show yeah. cameras into the prison. Right. And, you know, mm. here's the thing. I You know, following the story lightly, following what Todd and Julie Chrisley were up to, it was more than just, you know... Mm-hmm. Little, little fibbing, right? Yeah, it right. was com- it was complex, like yeah. incredibly complex. Again, I'm just like not smart enough. I look at that and I go, "That so." It's the same way I feel about people who have multiple affairs. Ugh. I'm like, that sounds exhausting, right? That is too much to keep track of. Yeah, people with secret families. Yes. What? No, no, no I'm tired. A remote and a pizza, and right. that's like about as much as right. I can handle. I agree with you. Uh, okay, one more shorty. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how many actors or actresses can you name who you could agree deserve some type of lifetime achievement award? There are certainly enough where you don't have to give money and the award to this disgraced former A-list actor who's an oh. Oscar winner slash nominee. Mm. Oh, no. Do you know what this is? Is it Kevin Spacey? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. yeah this is the story we talked about at the, in the first segment of the show today, Donna. And yeah. ew. Yeah, certainly enough folks who could get a Lifetime Achievement Award from a museum. Uh, but apparently, um, there's a little money involved here and with the award for Kevin Spacey. So, yeah. Wait, is he going to accept the award and make a speech? Like, yeah, if I yeah, were him, yeah. I'd be laying low. No. no, see, he doesn't think like that. Because he thinks he beat this <laughs> yes. case, so he's not guilty he's of like- anything. He's like a narcissist wrapped in a self-absorbed narcissist. Right. Because he honestly (laughs) believes... Yeah, what are those little called? Rumakis? Yes. It's like he thinks that he can bend the reality that we're all experiencing by just getting... He's 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 delusional. Yeah, I because agree. I because I just he, remember when the accusations when they shut down production of uh, House of Cards mm-hmm. and he moved, I think, to Italy, actually. And then do you remember that series of videos that he did in the style of his character from kind do you of remember this? He, yes. he put from, on YouTube. Yep. Of Frank Underwood from uh House of Cards. So he's yes. no longer embodying that role. He's not employed to do that. Right. And he creates his own YouTube videos Ick. in that character as though that's what we n- want from him. Right. It was so awkward. And creepy. But you really got the vibe that this is somebody who's not connected to the reality, reality. the rest of us are plugged into. Interesting and Oof. sad. Well, so sad. Donna. Hey guys, bang up job! Thanks, Thanks for joining us today. You're welcome. Uh, that is Donna Valentine. You can catch her on the Donna and Steve Experience weekdays from nine to noon on My Talk 107.1. That was called a promo. Uh, you're welcome. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, you guys, I watched the Jerry Falwell Jr. documentary on Hulu last night. It is everything you thought it was and also so much more. Uh, Holly and I are going to have a chat about that after this on My Talk 1071. Okay, you guys, I got real hulu last night on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers off today. Holly and I are hanging out with 
you. Yeah. I was going to say with us, we're hanging out with ourselves. Yay. Aren't we always <laughs> hanging out with ourselves? I can't get away oh, from so myself. Existential. It really is. And Mike is here too. Um, but last night, you guys, I flipped on the Hulu and I watched that. Oh gosh. Now I have to remember the name of it. Is it called God forbid? Is that what it's called? The It's the Hulu documentary about uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. and the pool boy Giancarlo Granda and uh, all of the things that we watched unravel before our very eyes in 2020. Yeah. Let, or was it 2021? Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It COVID. happened and we talked about it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, Okay, so, and I want to get the real name of it because... Uh, well, because it is, God forbid, God the forbid. sex scandal yes. that brought down a dynasty. Okay, Ooh. thank you, Mike. Yes, okay, so so it's on Hulu. It is it is longer. Okay, I'll just start with my thesis statement, which is, it is everything we thought, and it is so much more than we thought. Oh. So, again, uh, if you haven't... If you don't remember when this all broke, we were obsessed with it. And I think actually a lot of the world was obsessed with it because it was 2020. It was 2020 yeah. and there was a lot of other stuff going on. And this was sort of like a, a escapism, but also that like you could feel a little righteous around it because the story was about Jerry Falwell Jr., who is the son of Jerry Falwell, who is was at the time the president of Liberty University, an extremely um, evangelical uh, learning institution Mm -hmm. that had very strict rules about the behavior and the conduct of the people who uh, matriculated at that particular university. You could call it Footloose University. A hundred (laughs) percent. They couldn't dance. They couldn't drink. They couldn't like, couldn't be in company with the opposite sex. I mean, mean, like there were so many rules. Well, there were lots of rules regarding how, uh, regarding people's personal conduct at Liberty University. I think a lot of those rules still stand. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But the, but the leader of Liberty University, Jerry Falwell Jr., it came out had had an interesting relationship with the person who his wife was allegedly having an affair with, the pool boy, Giancarlo. Yeah. What? Okay, I know. And it was like this whole moment because first it was just she had had a relationship with the pool boy. Mm -hmm. Then we learned that not only did she have a relationship with the pool boy, but Jerry Falwell Jr. was present and accounted for during this relationship he liked to watch he liked to watch he's in the corner it was um and it was we loved it because it was salacious because it had everything that a good story has yeah a good celebrity gossip story right like a conflict with the institution that he helmed you know somebody who like had fallen from grace uh you know the moral uh, like all the moral questions and the hypocrisy and the of this hypocrisy. person exactly. leading a university that foisted on all of these con- personal conduct yes. rules that and then oh okay so yeah. you're in the corner watching this happen yeah pretty sure hmm, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. wouldn't fly with any of your student body no um so okay so all of that is all so and it's all told from Giancarlo Granda's perspective which gives you a really interesting in a way that you probably haven't really heard him talk about it and his sister also takes part in it interesting talking about how this how he was dragged into this storyline um in a way that you know when he made the choice to to 
become involved with them. He was like 19 years old, right? Like no fully formed prefrontal cortex. Decision making is not really our best at that age. Yeah. And, um, you know, he was thinking with a certain part of his body, right? Like there are, there were a lot of things at play. And then suddenly he finds himself sucked into this story that he didn't even know the enormity of because it was more than just their marriage. It was also, um, political ties. It was also money related. There were business opportunities that were, um, handed out to him as a way of kind of silencing him. There was a bribe happening. I mean, there were like a thousand other things happening all around this that contextualize all of what has happened politically in the last four or five years. It's all tied together in a way that you can't, if you're just seeing the salacious part of the story, you can't see. Right. Because... That was the thing about this story, about the Jerry Falwell Jr. pool boy wife sexual escapade story, where it was like, okay, on one hand, here are three consenting adults having consensual relations with each other and they can do as they want. Then there comes the layer of the hypocrisy from Jerry Falwell Jr. as a do as I say, not as I do mm-hmm. situation where he's running a, a, a billion dollar university. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, he's behaving in this other way. Yep. So then my question to you, Colleen, watching this uh, documentary, God forbid, you get a sense that the sex is not the sex is just part of this. Yeah, it's like um it's like a side character. I mean, it is part of it. And, and he talks about it and he talks about certain details. But it is it is like a bit care. It is a minor role in the in the larger story. And that's part of what makes it a good documentary. Now, if I can just really quickly give you a critical eye, there are some real cheesy moments in well, this thing. You know, like they do reenactments a la the Colleen and Bradley show at Project Down and Dirty Film Fest. Like there are like, but it's not as bad as ours. It's like, it's like uh, they're doing conversations that uh, recorded conversations that Giancarlo, the pool boy had recorded. And you're seeing reenactors from the nose down, all like side by side, mouthing out what is, it's so awkward. Well, I guess you have to make a choice. Either yeah. you're going to like play the, you know, the sound waves right. and text, right. or you're going to try to put some th- theatrics into and it. And they put theatrics <laughs> into it. I mean, it was, it was, there were cheesy moments, but, but, but I would, I recommend it in the sense that it will contextualize that scandal in a way, and in history, not just, not just in present day, but historically, how the Falwells got to where they were, oh, sure. um, how the Falwells had influenced the political climate. Leading up to this, Uh what sort of equipped Jerry Falwell Jr. to behave in this way? It was it just there's a lot there. Now, you might not agree with some things and that's fine. um, But the way that they braided together all of that was fascinating. Oh, look forward to watching this. It's definitely worth a watch. And again, I'm not offended if you didn't love it like I did, but boy, it was interesting. Uh, All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, what advice would you give to your younger self? 651-641-1071. What advice would you give to your younger self? We're going to take your calls and chat with you after this on My Talk 1071. 
For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. 